Matt Stepp, it is week effing one. Let's go. Tap and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. And I'm your high school football hero, the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. And folks, we made it. Hang the banner. Mission accomplished. We did it. We are we're through the offseason. We're through the offseason. Like, think about... The last games we the last game we previewed was Denton Geyer and Austin Westlake. Yeah, that's the last game we mm-hmm. previewed. Mm-hmm. Um, that was back in December, and oh, so long ago. Uh, and and we have slogged through. Now this off season was easier specifically because there was realignment. Yeah, we had a realignment in February, kind of broke it up, and then you know by the time. We kind of start to get into the blues again. Seven on sevens kind of ramp. Yeah. We're, so we're, it was, it's a, this is, next off season will be brutal. But next off season is going to be rough because, because the other thing is the football season's ending early. Like it's ending the it's earliest early, it can yep. be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, December 17th is the final state championship game, which is the earliest it can be. Which, by the way, if you are like us and you plan out your calendars around the football season, um, next year, 2023, uh, final day of the year is, uh, the UIL hasn't put out their schedule, but like it's going to be December twenty third. December twenty third, so which is the latest it can be. Yes, so we get to yeah. we get the the clap back next year. But in any case, we're here. We, we made, made it. it. We did it. We powered through the off season, and uh, now it's time to talk. We have actual football. football games to talk about. We Fo- have football contests with pads and bands and so, cheerleaders. So I lied on the internet, which is the first time that's ever happened. Everything on the internet's true. I lied the first time. There are not seven hundred and seventeen you are there are not seven hundred and seventeen Texas high school football games. There's seven hundred and thirty two this weekend. Seven thirty two. Um because I counted I I took out for the purposes of my preparation, I take out the out of state games. Mm-hmm. like so by the way, uh, I guess if you're tuning in to hear a preview of Allen versus um the what are they? Bosco. Bosco, like sorry, it's mm-hmm. just not I don't know Bosco. Um, I, and, it sounds like Bosco's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, I don't care about Bosco. I don't either. I mean, not for me. I'm very, I'm a snob. I, seem, I care about Texas. They seem nice. They seem fine. Yeah, I hope they, I hope they enjoy their trip and yes. contribute to the, our economy and, and I hope they eat, eat some barbecue yeah. and all that. But I, I you know, I, don't care. I mean, I, I want Allen to win. I mean, I want the Texas yeah. teams to win. I don't think Allen's going to win, but you know, right. there, there's, there's your preview. I think Bosco's going to win. There you go. But there are 732. Texas high school football games this weekend. We will preview every single one of them, starting with Pasadena First Baptist against Austin, Texas School for the Deaf. I'm kidding. <laughs> Go. Uh, <laughs> Texas School for that's the Deaf. That's, that's a Tony Blaylock special right they there. Wanna, they want a twenty. They want a title in 2020. They were pretty good. Anyway, this is your week one preview edition of Tep and Step. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Coming up in a moment, the return of the game draft. Mm-hmm. We haven't done a game draft since before Max was born. Yeah, do we? We stopped doing the game draft in the third round or I the think fourth we round? Doing it the third round. Yeah, because the fourth round we kind of just go regional yeah. final. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but we will uh, we will start as we always do, Matthew, with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. Matt Step, there are in in UIL Texas high school football history. 
there have been a grand total of, let me see if I can do this quickly, 21 coaches who have coached for 30-plus years at the same school. Mm-hmm. 21 coaches who coached 30-plus years at the same school. Ray Biles joined that league last year with his 30th season at Lorena. It was a pretty good season for him with their state championship. Mm-hmm. Matt up. two more coaches will join that fraternity this year. I don't know when you count like the season, like they have to coach game one or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Matt Stepp, who are the two coaches who will be coaching their 30th season this year at their respective school? This is a good one. Uh, is it Gary Koch at Spring Branch Houston Memorial? That is one. Bam. Wow. <laughs> uh, what a pull, dude. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Because the thing is, like, God bless them at Houston Memorial. Like, they, they've been... They're they're okay. They're solid. They're they're you know they're usually a playoff team. You know they had one year they went to the semis, yeah. lost a steal, yeah, uh, ten twelve years ago. But yeah, they're just kind of putting along seven yeah. and five, yeah. six and solid year, good six and five. Contender, yeah, you know, yeah, stuff like that. Um, oh the other one. Okay, I got Gary Koch. Man, is it Randy Allen at Highland Park? No, sir. Randy Allen. Uh, will let's see. Randy Allen is not there. Where is it? Where is Randy Allen? Randy Allen's only coached for twenty. This will be his twenty fourth year. Oh at, gosh, uh, what a sl- what a slacker. Yeah, exactly. But gosh. remember, he was he was at Abilene, Abilene Cooper Abilene and Brownwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he is the uh, he has, he will coach his forty second season though. Yeah, he's yeah. been around for a long time. Uh, man, do you want me to give you a region? Sure, sure. San Antonio. Okay. The Larry Hill? Larry Hill okay. at Smithson Valley. Who I will see Saturday. Larry Hill at Smithson Valley will be. You will see him as he coaches his 30th year at Smithson Valley. Uh, of course, Ray Biles joined it. The only other active participant on this list is Denny Faith at Albany, who will coach mm-hmm. his 36th season at Albany. Uh, so there you have it, your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. All right, let's recap last week's action. And now on to the week one game draft. If this is your first episode of Tep and Step, welcome. We do thank you for being the Dave Campbell Texas football subscriber. Here's how this podcast works. By the way, you watched TFT today, right? I did. Do you know what tomorrow is? Uh, is it is it um, show 1400? Tomorrow, my friend, is the five-year anniversary of Tep and Step. Oh, yeah, you did mention that it's on the, the show. the fifth yeah. birthday of this little yeah. show. Happy birthday. We did Tep it, and buddy. Step. Look at us. <sighs> we haven't killed each other yet. This is it, – it is honestly like a, a pretty it's, – it's pretty incredible, like, because the idea of Tep and Step was born from uh, Max Thompson and me and you kind of coming together yeah. and him being like, dude, I would just sit around and listen to you two talk about high school football all day. And so we were like, what if we record a podcast? Yeah. And there's th- – thank you. There's people that do. Yeah. You know? I rode uh, so yesterday. I rode home with uh, Mike Roach and Hudson Standish from Twenty Four Seven. Shout out, boys! Uh, two Tep and Step uh, lifers there. They we, are they are they are Tep and Step people. And it was a pretty nerdy drive back from the airport <laughs> to the to the house. We were we were breaking some stuff down. So uh, yeah, if you like if you're nerds like those two guys are, then you'll you'll enjoy this podcast. Uh, that's right. This is uh, we're entering our our sixth sixth year doing this. Our fifth. All right, this be our sixth. I think this will be our. Six because 2018 was the first year. 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 22. This will be our uh, so this will be our sixth, se- fifth season doing yeah. this. So anyway, happy anniversary, buddy. Yeah. What'd you get me? 
Uh, get you a game draft. Um, I got meat sticks over there. Yeah, Country say, meats. Countrymeats.com. Um, we're going to go back and forth selecting games we are most interested in. That's the phrasing here. Mm-hmm. We are most interested in. We're not saying they're necessarily the best games. Yeah. Uh, but we're saying that they are the games we are most interested in. Fantasy football yeah. style-ish. We will go back and forth selecting games. Yeah, not a snake draft. Once it's picked, you will. Uh, the, the game is off the board. Can't be you should, selected. You should, one, one, one week this year, we should do snake draft style, though. That will... That will ruin my head. Uh, but we will. Uh, but then at the end of this, we will bring back uh, one of the things that we are most known for, and that is the hipster game. Oh, yes. That's right. Yeah. But we had a coin flip before the show. We actually didn't. I, uh, as an anniversary gift, I'm giving you gift one one. Oh, thank you. So thank you. With the first pick of the first week of the season, Matt Step, where are we heading? I think we're headed to where we're headed Thursday night. I'm gonna go small school. <laughs> oh, look at you! I'm gonna get real. Let's let's go small school step and tep, tep and step. <clears throat> Your name's first. You, when we started tep and step, you shoved me against the wall and said, "Look, we just put, look, look here, mf'er. Look, my name's first. We all agreed. Reverse alphabetical order. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thursday night in scenic, beautiful, crime-free Beckville in Panola County. Shout out Gabe Brooks. The Timpson Bears take on the Beckville Bearcats in a 2A Division I top 10 clash. Man, I'm fired up for this game. Dude, this game, I think this game has a chance to be freaking awesome. This game rules. <laughs> and the fact they moved it, moved it to Thursday night is just, just chef's kiss. <sighs> um, now, Timpson has, as they've had everyone in East Texas's number the past two years, they've had Beckville's number the last two years. Um, they blew them out in 2020. In the regional final, a game I was at in Henderson, where a freshman Terry Bussey decided to just go off and do Terry Bussey things, and then they beat them. You know, they gave Beckville their only loss last year. I believe it was a, a twenty-one point game last year between Timpson and Beckville. So, the gap has been wide between these two. Can Beckville close the gap? Being at home, season opener, Beckville returns a little bit more. Than Timson. Now, Timson's got the headliner in Terry Bussey. Vosky Howard is a really good player as well, the wide receiver. But Timson's got some questions in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Can the Bears answer those questions against a really good regional contender in 2A Division One? And this might not be the first meeting between – this might be the second – this could be the first of two meetings between these two because I think Beckville is going to be right in the mix for the uh, regional title as well. They've got Jacoby Williams, the district offensive MVP last year as a sophomore. He's got multiple FBS offers. Terry Bussey's got a bunch of FBS offers. I think Vosky Howard is an FBS-type player. And uh, I've heard through my East Texas sources, Beckville, uh, Jacoby Williams' little brother, who's going to be a freshman, is going to be another big-time player for Beckville. So you could have as many as four Division One players playing in a 2A Division One game. That is East Texas football. I love it. I think Beckville keeps us much closer than the last two meetings. But I think in the end, in crunch time, I think Terry Bussey finds a way to make a couple of plays and Timpson pulls away late for a win. But I think this is going to be a, a, a very good season opener and a great litmus test because we think Timpson's got a shot to win it all. Yeah. If they come in and, and blow Beckville away and dominate them at home, then then I think Timpson's going to have to rise to, to the level of Shiner. Where at the point, like, okay, Timpson, Shiner, 1A, 1B. But if Beckville comes in and, and pulls the upset or put, pushes Timpson a little bit, I think that may at least leave a few more questions with Timpson and maybe answer some for Beckville. So a lot of this game comes down to 
So this is, this is what's interesting because I do think that there's there's a pretty clear advantage for Beckville up front. I think the trenches are more developed and more of a known commodity. Yeah, they're more experienced. Maybe Timpson might be great up front. We just don't know. Like, they're a big question mark up front. Um, Beckville is going to have that. But the other question is, the question for them is going to be quarterback. They lose Ryan Harris. He's at Lamar now. It, they, they, it sounds like they're going to turn to this, uh, perhaps maybe turn to this sophomore, uh, Aiden Brantley, to take over at quarterback spot. The good thing for him is that they're not going to need him to go out there and throw the ball 40 times a game. Mm-hmm. Hey, turn the ball, hand the ball off to Jacoby Williams, right? Don't turn it over. Don't turn it over. Mm-hmm. But if he if he emerges, then suddenly <clears throat> I think there's a above-average chance this game is like in the 30s or 40s because there is going to be – there will be a 60-plus yard touchdown scored in this game. Like, there's ex- That's a not-so-bold prediction. There's an ex- there, these are teams with explosive playmakers. Explosive playmakers. And I – man, I'm excited. Yeah. I, like, I, have you been to Beckville? I've driven through there. I've never been, never been to a game there. Never been to a driven game? Driven through. Um, I I'm drove ex- through last year going to Tenaha. I'm, I'm excited. I <clears> think it's going to be a blast. And we're going to be rolling deep, five of us going out there to Beckville. Yep. Um, it's going to be great. We're, I think, we're just trying to figure out where we're going to eat pregame now. Yeah, exactly so. right. That's the real question. Yeah. So if you uh, know anybody. In, uh, do we There's have, not a lot of restaurants in Beckville. No, I was going to say, <laughs> like, and, and you know what? God love Gabe Brooks. He would not be helpful in this situation. He'd be like, oh, I don't know. Go eat at your buddy's house. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. On cookies. Go something. DQ and Tatum. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there it is. Love you, Gabe. Pick 1-1 one, one of the uh, of the of the first uh, draft of 2022 and that is you're taking Timpson versus Beckville. Writing that down. Okay. Step. I gotta remember how to do this. Okay. Get back in the flow. It's week one. I know. You know it's week one, for, week one for everybody. Alright, Matt Step. I'm going <clears throat> to go. Alright. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go to the Tom Landry Classic. Okay. At Allen Eagle Stadium. But I'm not going sp- Friday night. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Let's go Saturday night mm-hmm. where all everyone across the nation is going to be paying attention to, to St. John Bosco coming to town, the number one team in the country, taking on Mighty Allen at Allen Eagle Stadium, and all y'all are missing the better game. Agree. Because the better game Saturday night, 7 o'clock, I want to say. I believe it's 7 o'clock kick. 7 o'clock mm-hmm. at Allen Eagle Stadium as the – Reigning 5A Division One state runner-up, College Station, come to town to take on number two in 5A Division Two, the Lucas Lovejoy Leopards. This game rules, okay? Every, every which way I look at this game, I love it. Um, there's tons of star power here, and especially you take a look at the, law, at the Lovejoy side. The Lovejoy side is going to have one of the most dynamic receiver cores in the state at any level in the country in the country at any they level they got as many they've got probably on the roster at least four division for sure four division 1 guys they've got Kyle Parker, Parker Livingstone, Jackson Lavender um they Dale, bring back 10 starters Dalen McCutcheon the, the yeah. young receiver yeah. um, Lavender's SMU commit, Parker's a LSU commit Livingstone's got a ton of offers. McCutcheon's got a ton of offers. They're they're loaded, and that's on one side. You've also got Peyton Pierce. Mm-hmm. Peyton Pierce at the linebacker spot, who is a dynamo in the defense. Another side. big time recruit. And this is a Lovejoy team that we think has a sort of a real chance to win five A Division two this year. 
Yeah. We think everything points to them being a really, really talented dynamic bunch. Now, there's another team in Region 2, uh, in 5 and Division 2, that's going to be in their way, mm-hmm. Feldo Cliff. But Lovejoy looks like the kind of team that could, re- like, if they put it all together, they are on that very short list of contenders. Here's College Station, who I think this year is fascinating. Because you've kind of stripped away a lot of the other really important pieces that that led them to that state championship game last year. A lot of that defense has to be reloaded. A lot of that offensive line has to be retooled. They lose a three-year starter, a quarterback. They lose their coach. Stoney Pryor steps in to take over for Steve Huff. But they've got that dude. They've got Marquise Collins, the running back who is a jaw-dropping playmaker, mm-hmm. worth the price of admission by himself. If you were only going to watch Marquise Collins, you would get your money's worth there at Allen Eagle Stadium. Uh, he is, uh, they, they returned, I think, three of their f- offensive linemen, but they've got to replace a quarterback. They've mm-hmm. got to replace re- receivers. They've got to replace coach. A lot of question marks yeah. on this College Station team. Lovejoy's more of a finished product right now. I think that's why I like Lovejoy. But... <clears throat> This is a high-ceiling College Station team that if things click early, like, if things click early, they could win this game. And there's a there's a, a reality where they win this game going away. Like, mm. where it's just like, oh, wow, they just, they reloaded and yeah. they, like, they didn't skip a beat. This is a fascinating game between College Station and Lovejoy. Got a hot take on this game. Oh, yeah? Lovejoy by two touchdowns. Ooh, really? You I- you just have questions about College Station, or you think a Love lot Joy's of questions? Good? Both. Yeah. And also, the fact that it's a true, this is a true road game for College mm-hmm. Station. Love Lovejoy's five minutes from Allen. College yep. Station is traveling four hours because mm-hmm. they're going all the way to the other side of the Metroplex. Too many questions for for College Station. Lovejoy's got almost everyone back from last year. I think Lovejoy rolls in this game. Okay. In fact, I had a coach tell me. We t- I talked on the phone with a co- to a coach today, and he's 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 seen both scrimmage. He said Lovejoy might win by three touchdowns. Yeah. So mm. I think Lovejoy rolls. Okay. All right. I think this game's going to be fun. Go out there to Allen Eagle Stadium for the Tom Landry Classic. It's going to be fun. What is your second pick, Matthew? I'll stay in the Metroplex and go with the other big Saturday night game in the area on ESPN as the Duncanville Panthers head a little bit east on I-20 over to Kincaid Stadium. Take on those South Oak Cliff Golden Bears in a – you, if you're recruiting Nick, this this is your game. I mean, there's there it's, it's there's no doubt about there it. Are, there are ta- there is talent all over the field. I think the 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 big question and you know, last year South Oak Cliff remember when they played Duncanville to open the season, and they hung around for about three quarters and we were like, man, what's wrong with Duncanville? Wasn't really so much about what was wrong no. with Duncanville it was how good South Oak Cliff was. Yeah. And I think South Oak Cliff comes into this game brimming with confidence. I, and I think the Golden Bears truly feel like this year they can take down Duncanville. Hmm. And if they can, if you talk about, talk about making a statement to open the season, if South Oak Cliff knocks off Duncanville to open the season, that would send shockwaves through the entire state. Mm-hmm. And they can do it. They're, they're, they're front, now, Duncanville's deeper, especially in the, in the trenches. And I think that's where the big question is. But South Oak Cliff, at least with their frontline kids, I think can hold up. I think that's that that's that's been the difference between these two teams the past couple of years is Duncanville has overwhelmed them in the trenches. I think if South Oak Cliff can keep their guys upright, their their front line guys can hang around with with Duncanville and, and, and make it make it a stalemate in the trenches. And I think at that point, I think Sock may have a little bit of an edge. Both these teams have big question marks at quarterback. 
that's what I'm watching for is which quarterback in this, which new quarterback in this game can settle down, make some, make make a couple of plays. Because I mean, making plays against that, against that sock secondary is going to be really tough. Yes. With Manny Muhammad, Abdul Muhammad, Javon Thomas, and then also supposedly South Oak Cliff, the, you know, the, the AM, Javon, Javon Thomas, the A&M commit. There's a lot of rumblings that he's going to play a lot of running back for South Oak Cliff this year. Really, and that's going to if if he can because you know South Oak Cliff I think I think they feel like they can f- replace him in the secondary, but his ability at running back he he played running back and, and quarterback at Corsicana as a sophomore, so he's been on offense before. He's dynamic and he could give South Oak Cliff a real weapon running the football. So I'm interested to see in this game if and if Jay, if if the student can beat the teacher, can Jason Todd. And his South Oak Cliff Golden Bears take down his mentor, Reggie Samples, and the Duncanville Panthers. I think it's a, a fascinating matchup. I think it's going to be a absolute barn burner. I th- I'm going to take Duncanville. I think you have to. But, man, I would not be – I'm, I'm going to kind of play both sides of the fence here. I would yeah. not be shocked if South Oak Cliff pulled the upset. They're, 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 they're that good this year. So, I think this is a classic narrative game. This is going to set the narrative for both teams, like the whole season. Because, look, look at South Oak Cliff's schedule, okay? Because, and part of it is because this is the way that Jason Todd likes the schedule, and part of it is because it's the only takers they could find. Yeah. They play Duncanville, Lancaster, DeSoto, and then they play the number one team in the private school ranks, Dallas Parish Episcopal, in non-district, okay? Mm-hmm. There is a world in which South Oak Cliff starts 0-4. There Absolutely, they could start 0-4, and it wouldn't necessarily be all that shocking. Mm-hmm. In fact, the computer has them, if, if you think the computer is going to go, like, is, is gospel, which it's not. But right now, it projects them to go 2-2. Two and two. It projects them to lose to the team from 11-6A in Soto and Duncanville and beat Lancaster, beat Parish Episcopal. Mm-hmm. Okay? It would not shock me if they started 0-4, though, because they are playing one of the toughest schedules in non-district schedules in the state. No doubt. Also... It would not surprise me if they go 4-0. If they were to go out there, and if they go 4-0, let me tell you something. If South Oak Cliff starts 4-0, they move from favorite in 5A Division II to juggernaut. Mm-hmm. To 2015 KD, like nobody's getting in their way type thing. A lot of this comes down to quarterback on both sides. Who answers the quarterback question better and mm-hmm. more and quicker and more effectively? Um, I think you're right. I think it's a one-score game. I'll say that. Yeah. I think it's a one-score game. And if South Oak Cliff wins this game, keep an eye on them. And, like, keep an eye on, like, the narrative surrounding them. Yeah. And for Duncanville, too. If Duncanville goes out there and they win, this is now a true feather in their cap because they're knocking off the hot team, the team mm-hmm. everybody's been talking about nonstop for, for a year, basically. And I think maybe some questions about them get answered. And I think questions get answered for them. And I think that maybe they... I think right now, we'll try this on for size. I think Duncanville has kind of been relegated to like sub elite, um, like category right now. Because the last time you saw them, yeah. they were the favorite against North Shore, and they, they laid an egg in the state yeah. championship. And exactly so right. That's kind of right now. It feels like uh, that that six A is three deep, right? In some order, Westlake, North Shore, and Carroll. Is that a, is that a fair assessment? Would you say like the the turbo elite teams? Right now, it feels like there's three. Mm-hmm. And Duncanville's kind of on the outside looking in. They want to get back into that? Here's an opportunity. Here's an opportunity. The other thing that's interesting about this game for Duncanville is that I feel like this is the last time we're going to learn something about them. 
because next week they play some team from Florida, mm-hmm. right? And then they have a bye week. They don't have, yeah, they don't have a, they don't have a third non district. They only have two non district games. And then they're in the district play, yeah. and they open with Mansfield, Lake Ridge, and Cedar Hill. Now Cedar Hill's interesting, but they should beat both those teams. Like the, the next time we're going to find out something meaningful, in my opinion, about Duncanville will be when they play DeSoto in Week Ten. So like a lot to glean from this game. A lot. Like I'm going to be watching. I want to get film of this game when it's over and just l- watch it because. Mm-hmm. This is a huge narrative-setting game for both these teams. So I think it's an excellent pick there with South Oak Cliff and Duncanville. That's pick two. My second-round pick, Matthew. We are going to go. Let me make sure I know where this game is. This game is... No, not you, you dummy. A tradition unlike any other. Matt Step, let's go to beautiful Central Texas. And can I interest you in a matchup of state champions? You can. As 7.30, I want to say, 7.30 p.m. Friday night in beautiful China Spring, Texas. Mm-hmm. It's the reigning, defending, <coughs> undisputed 3A Division I state champion, Lorena Leopards, visiting the reigning, defending, undisputed 4A Division II state champion, China Spring Cougars, in a terrific football game. In a terrific um, uniform matchup, both exceptional uniforms here, and a really fascinating coaching matchup, as you have a coach who will be going for uh, playing coaching in his 338th game at the helm of his school, (laughs) taking on a coach taking uh, who will be coaching his checking my notes here. First, yeah, brand new head coach Tyler Beatty. Mm-hmm. It's Ray Biles versus Tyler Beatty. I love this game. It, it was a good game last year. Yep. China Spring came out on top last year, and, and it was a, it was a great good game. I think I think I think it's an interesting matchup this year in the Waco area for sure. And this was a this was a game that you go back to last year again, like South Oak Cliff and Duncanville. South Oak Cliff or Duncanville beats South Oak Cliff, and they kind of struggle with them. Mm-hmm. And we started wondering, like, okay, well, what does that say about Duncanville, right? China Spring beats Lorena last year. This was a game that was, I want to say, close for a while, and then China Spring pulled away. Is that a fair assessment? I seem to remember that. I seem to remember that being the case. But this is a perfect example of the computer seeing something we didn't. Because remember, Lorena started one and two. Yeah, lost to China Spring and Franklin. Yeah, Lost to China Spring and Franklin. And we were like, ah, one and two. All right, bury them. Get the shovel out. Mm -hmm. Um, The computer held on. And the computer's like, no, 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 no. These are quality losses. You guys aren't seeing this. And the computer was right. And sometimes that's the value, in my opinion, of a system like that, is that it will it'll set off, if you know how to read it, it'll set off alarm bells and say, mm-hmm. don't, don't bury this team quite yet. So China Spring um, is, of course, they're losing Mr. Texas football in Major Bowden. And we mm-hmm. wondered, were they going to be able to find a different player, perhaps a minor Bowden? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Because nobody yeah, replaces yeah. nobody replaces Major Bowden, but you you can find somebody. Well, they found a quarterback in a big they did. way. They and if, did. if you don't know, they got a transfer <laughs> in from Wimberley in Cash McCollum. Yep. His dad got hired on staff. Who mm-hmm. is uh, a star. Yeah. Uh, and immediately, he is a different kind of quarterback. 
He is not the... He's more of a thrower. He's much more of a thrower than... And, and Major Bowden could throw. I'm not here to crap on Mr. Texas football. But he is much more of a pocket guy. He can run with it, but he there the quarterback power is not going to be the play, the, the go-to play for this China Spring Cougars no. team. Now, that does... So that helps. And they're going to be able to throw the ball a little bit more uh, because of him. Now, this is a China Spring team that does need to reload a little bit on the defensive side. Uh, you know, a couple of key pieces they lost. I thought that Bra- Braden Falkner, Faulkner rather, and Isaiah well, Exline, or Dawson Exline, rather, were so important to what they did defensively last year. That they need to replace those guys. But they've got guys like Trey Hafford back at the, out wide. He's a safety as well. This is a China Spring team that, that even though they're moving up to 4A Division One, looks like they're ready for, the, ready for the fight. For sure. Here's a Lorena team that I, I would say has more questions. More questions. Now. Agree 100% there. They've got more questions. They're a team that is going to need to fill out the offensive line. They start graduated four starters in the offensive line. They have to find some answers out wide at the receiver spot besides one guy we'll get yeah, to. They've got one. They have one, one big answer. Well, they have sure. one big answer in Jaden Porter, who is um, the best player in this game. Yes. I'm comfortable saying that. Mm-hmm. A freak show. They feel good. We got to see Lorena at 7-on-7, seven seven, and Jackson Generals is the new quarterback, mm-hmm. and looked good. He did. He was solid. Looked like he knows what he's doing back there. My bigger question for Lorena in this game, or in this game and going forward, is going to be on the defensive side, because I think they lost. I think that the, the, the for all we kind of gawked at the Lorena offense at times last year, the defense was really underrated. Mm-hmm. And they have they to were re- solid, quietly solid. They have to replace a fair number of key pieces from that defense. Right now, this is a game that I would love to see in five weeks. I would love to see yeah. Ray Biles get <clears throat> some more seasoning on his team. Early in the season, this benefits the more well-formed team, and that's China Spring. They have for sure m- much. Many fewer questions. Yes. Yeah. Far fewer questions. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying agree. to say. Agree. I agree. I think your assessment's right on. I, I think the China Spring, the bigger school, and has fewer questions. I, I think China Spring wins this game uh, pretty comfortably. But I think we will have learned our lesson this year. This does not mean we are going Correct. to bury Lorena. Yeah. I think uh, I think the the jury will still be out on Lorena. And I think you take this take this take this is a if Lorena gets beat. Soundly, I don't think we're gonna we're gonna raise any alarms. N- number one, because of what happened last year, but also who they're playing. Yes, but it's a win-win for them. So if they if they play well, then I might then we go okay. You hey, know, Lorena's got something. And by you. the way, by the way, don't be surprised if we're having the exact same conversation in three weeks, four weeks, because they're they're not Lorena's non-district. Next week they go to West. Not fun. Thirteen and one last the year. Ten win at the number top ten team. Yeah, they play Cedar Hill Trinity, Trinity leadership. And then they play La Vega. Okay? Yeah. There's a fair chance they start the year one and three. Yeah. Do not panic. Yeah. Ray Biles has got this. They'll be fine. But I'm also interested to see the uh, what a Tyler Beatty looked. Well, this is going to be a new look China Spring team. And that's going to be interesting. In a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. From the coaching to, to the style of offense for sure. It's going to be interesting. That's my second pick. What's your third pick, Matthew? Let's go down to H-Town. Mm-hmm. Thursday night on the, the east side. Really nice weekend in Houston. It's a great Thursday slate in Houston, mm-hmm. too. Um Thursday night at Galena Park IFC Stadium as the Woodlands comes to visit Galena Park North Shore, defending 6A Division One state champs. Um, the Woodlands is good. I think the Woodlands is kind of a team that's not on a ton of radar and I, radars, and I think they should be. The Highlanders have a chance to be really good. Maybe Medauer is back again. Um, it already seems like he's been there for like six years. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a veteran offensive line to work with. 
He's got big-time skill talent, Jason Williams, and then he got two transfers in, one from New Caney, Arquez Gomez, and one from Grand Oaks and Quanell Farrakhan. The Highlanders are going to be dynamic and explosive on offense. Isn't Quanell Farrakhan's middle name X? Yeah, yeah. Because he, like, he gets listed as like Quanell X Farrakhan. Yeah, yeah, his dad is uh, Quanell X oh, uh, and down in Houston, a civil rights uh, activist in that the Houston rules. area. Yeah. Um, the Highlanders are going to be dynamic offensively. They are going to score points. But North Shore's defense, we know what they can do. And their secondary, man, is the, the, the Mustang secondary is loaded. Might be one of the best secondaries in the, in the state, along with South Oak Cliff. So that matchup, I want to watch how the, the North Shore DBs hang with the Woodlands playmakers on offense. And then, but also, I want to see this, this revamped North Shore front seven. Coach K mentioned it at coaching school. You know they've got they've got a lot of new faces in the front seven. I I feel like North Shore is gonna gonna be fine up front. What? Uh, yeah, I know it's shocking, <laughs> but I, I want to see how they do against a veteran the Woodlands offensive line. The other thing I'm looking for is how does this North Shore offense look with in Caleb Bailey's sophomore year? Because you know they're gonna open. They they were very conservative and and had him on a short lease like, as they should have with a freshman quarterback. Well now he's got he's won a state championship. Coach Gaston, the offensive coordinator, is gonna gonna open open it up a little bit. I want to see how Caleb Bailey looks in this more more dynamic, wide open offense with um, the Hardeman kid, the young running back that everybody's excited about down there. They've got Amador at receiver, the UTSA commit. They've got uh, LeBlanc who transferred in from Aldine Eisenhower at receiver. They've got some dynamic offensive weapons. Some kid from so. Canada transferred in too, right? No, he, he didn't end up not coming. No, yeah, yeah he ended up not coming. Yeah, so they're. Uh, but there's still gonna be plenty dynamic yeah. offensively. So um, I think Hardeman, the running back at North Shore, is gonna be real key because North Shore kind of did it by running back by committee last year. If they can settle on a on a feature back, they're gonna be scary on offense. I feel like even you know even though North Shore's got some questions on defense, I trust John Cade yes. and Garrett Cross, that defensive coordinator there. I trust North Shore; they'll they'll find a way to get stops. But their offense is gonna be very dynamic and hard to stop. So I like the Mustangs. Two thoughts: one, Caleb Bailey. Is really this is going to be really interesting to see? As you mentioned, how much do they let go of the reins? Because mm-hmm. think back to, and I'm certainly not trying to compare the two, but they did both win a state championship at a young age at North Shore. Compare it to the path of Demetrius Davis. Mm-hmm. Go back to 2018, and go watch the game. Like they, like Demetrius Davis was able to cook, but they still had him. Hey, buddy, like it's a lot of designed reads, okay? Yeah, a lot one of, or two read throws, yeah, one read, two read, throw it. Right, exactly yeah. right. To the, you know, But as a junior, started letting it go. And as a senior, they're like, call your own play, dude, like yeah. whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Where is Where are they in the progression with Caleb Bailey? That's one thing I'm interested in. The other question for me is about the Woodlands, and it's going to be on the defensive side. This is, yeah. a, this is a Woodlands defense that traditionally, traditionally locked and loaded. But... They got hit pretty hard by graduation. They lose Martrell Harris to the linebacker to A&M. Um, and they're going to need to answer some questions, especially in that front seven, about like because North Shore, we know at North Shore ultimately, yes, they've got Caleb Bailey, but ultimately they just want to beat your ass up front. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah, they want to do. do. Can the they're front seven team. for the Woodlands hold up? If they do, that bodes very well for them down the road. As you and I both agree, we think that people are overlooking them. And especially there in you know being on being in region two, like that's a big that's a big big key for them is is that's really that's they don't have to go through region three. Yeah. So really intriguing matchup here between uh, the Woodlands and North Shore. I think it's a good matchup. Matt Step for my third pick. Would you say 
that I'm a company man? Uh, you generally are, yeah. That's, you you, you generally fly, the, fly say, the flag. Would you say that I know where my bread is buttered? Yes, you're a smart man. Seven o'clock, Friday night, live on Valley Sports Southwest as part of Texas Football Days from beautiful Freedom Field in Iowa Colony comes the first ever matchup between Alvin ISD rivals. It is the relative veteran here in Manville. <laughs> Been around, what, 16 years now? 15? Maybe it's not even that long. Taking on the older or the younger, but not the youngest team yes. in Alvin ISD. Yeah. The Shadow Creek Sharks, 7 o'clock, live on Valley Sports Southwest. Shadow Creek falls into, in my opinion, the Woodlands category of... I'm not sure if people realize how good this team might be. They got a shot to be really good. They got a shot to be special, special. If we saw them on the hoof at 7-on-7, seven seven, they look great. A lot of the talk around them is going to be QB1 because they got Duke Butler back there. He is a returning starter. Is he a three-year starter? He didn't. He started some games as a sophomore due to injury, but he didn't start yeah. all, all the way through. Let's put it this way. Coach's kid with plenty of experience. That's yes, the way we can put that's it. That's fair. They got him. I actually really like their defense this year. And you go back to when they were really good, when they, you know, when mm-hmm. they won state championships, played mm-hmm. four and won state championships, they were a defense first team. They were like, we'll figure out the quarterback, but like we are gonna be a defense first team. Reese Williams, uh, Theo Randall, Zion Taylor, Robert Edmondson. This is a loaded defense. And they I think they have a chance to be really good. Now there's a chance, believe it or not, that a former five A state champion, uh, in the last, you know, back twenty just a couple of years ago. Uh, go 6-8-D-1 this year. Yeah, there If they is, go 6-8-D-1, yeah. that's problematic for them, mm-hmm. but have seems to be really good. Let's talk about Manville. Manville, this team needs no intro- at this point needs no introduction. They're one of the most consistently mm-hmm. excellent programs in the Houston area. When I say they got hit by graduation, they got hit by graduation like graduation was a, was a meteor. Okay? Yeah. They got clobbered yeah, wiped. by graduation. Everywhere. Everywhere. It's not one side of the ball. It's both sides of the ball. It's not just skill position, guys. It's not just trenches. It's everywhere. They got hammered. It's a rebuild, I think. It is. Or reload, at least. But it's. It is. They have a ton of questions. Mm -hmm. Now, now, I think they'll have the best player on the field in Jalen O'Neal, their corner. He's a monster out wide. And he's that big corner. He's like 6'2. Yeah. And he's going to lock down their best receiver. He's going to need some help. The offense has got to come along. Caden Smith is going to be the quarterback. Andre Thompson at the at the wide receiver spot is going to be their number one guy. Defensively in the front seven is where I have some questions. Kenyon Kenyon Armstrong. Uh, the, the, they feel good. They're going to be big up front. They're just inexperienced. Mm-hmm. Big up front. They got a couple three hundred pounders. They're going to be put up front. Um, this is a referendum on where the Manville rebuild reload is right now. Yeah. Is a snapshot because. If they're ahead of schedule, they got an opportunity to, and, and especially if they can ride, ride an early wave of momentum and get some feeling, some confidence, they got an opportunity to, 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 to make some hay here. The smart play here is Shadow Creek. Yeah. They sure. are the much more like ticking all the boxes of a contender. It's a known thing. commodity at this point. Exactly yeah. right. They're much more known than Manville. I wonder. Does Manville have a chip on their shoulder about this game? Because, you know, Shadow Creek opened up and pulled from Manville almost exclusively. And 
Shadow Creek has the state championship that Manville never got. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I, I just. I don't. And I don't know the dynamics down there that well between these two schools. Is there a little animosity there with Manville and Shadow Creek? Does Manville kind of have a chip on their shoulder about this game? Do they come out with their hair on fire and play above their? You know, I don't know. There's a lot of unknowns because these two teams have never played. So I'm interested in that aspect of the game as well. Does Manville come out and just play above their? Because I mean, out on paper, Shadow Creek's the better team. Yes, they're the bigger school, they're the deeper team, they're the more experienced team. They've got all the advantages. But does Manville have some intangibles that allow them to hang in this game because of the ri- the potential rivalry factor? So I'm interested in that fact. But I, th- I agree. I think Shadow Creek's a smart player. It'll be it'll be a fun, really fun atmosphere. I think both teams are just. I think they're anxious to play one another. Like you know, Shadow Creek is is you know. I remember back in that title in that title run, or it might have been the year before. We lost to Highland Park. We lost to Highland Park. I remember calling them kind of like they're the new Manville, and they hated it. Yeah, they do, they don't like it. They're like, no, we're not the new Manville. We're the we're Shadow Creek. We're the new Shadow Creek. Yeah. Um. So they, you know, now they've got the title, but like they're still. I wonder if there's a little shout out. Yeah, this is it. How are the dynamics between I, these two schools? I'm interested. In I that. wonder if it'll be a little chippy. I think yeah. it'll be fun. Seven o'clock. You know they know each other. There's, there's two oh, communities. Of so yeah. there's, there's there'll be some there'll be some chirping. Seven o'clock Friday night at on Valley Sports Southwest. Go watch it. What is your fourth pick, Matthew? I'm gonna go back to Saturday night. The final game of our triple header at the Alamo Dome. Mm, you're stealing mine. Maybe the best game in the Alamo City this week by far, as the Brennan Bears take on the Steel Knights. In the final game of the classic, there at the Alamo Dome, um, and you're going down there. You're going to be there for all three. I will be there for all three. I got an early morning flight Saturday morning. These are the three best games in the San Antonio. I think so. I'm. Tr- Let me look at my computer. Brandeis O'Connor used to be a really O'Connor struggled last year, so I, mean, I, I think these are the three best games in the city of San Antonio. I, I tend to agree, and we're getting them in one one shot. Yep. So shout out to KSAT for putting this together and making my life really easy. Um, Brennan thirteen and one last year. They bring back a ton. They got a lot of three-year starters, most notably Ashton DuBose, the quarterback, who, get this, 68 touchdowns last year that he accounted for. Mm. Almost the nice number, but pretty damn close in 68. Um, He's a star. They got Tyler Turner, the DB, Oregon commit. And Brennan, they've got a lot of weapons, and they've got a lot of experience. Their defense is physical. They're kind of the, the... They've kind of taken Steele's place the last couple of years as the new power there in San Antonio. And I'm wondering, you know, with Steele, do they view this game with a little bit of chip on their shoulder? Because talking to some of my folks down in San Antonio, they're saying this is the most talented Steele team at the skill positions Hmm. that they've had since the 2016 state runner-up finish against DeSoto. Mm -hmm. So the the word I'm getting is Steele's going to look more like Steele this year. So I feel like this is going to be a – Big time clash. Uh, Steele's got Connor Vincent at quarterback. Jaden Bailey's an outstanding running back. Makai Williams, the defense, uh, leads the defense. Steele's defense is going to be very young. They're talented, but they're young. And I just wonder if that's a, that's a tall order going against a, Bren- a veteran Brennan offense that's got, I believe, six three-year starters there on the offensive side of the ball, most notably their quarterback in, in DuBose. So i um, interested in this game to kind of see. I, I think this is a measuring stick game there in San Antonio to see where the – because, I mean, I, f- I feel like Steele might be the number two team in the San Antonio area right now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you basically had the number one team in San Antonio playing the number two team in, in San Antonio. So you're going to get a real litmus test and a measuring stick to see kind of uh, on a referendum on the city who the best team in, in, the, in town is. Yeah, and there's 
in San Antonio, I want to make sure I phrase this correctly because I mean this in, in, in a nice way. In San Antonio, the star power is pretty well spread out across the state, across the city. Mm-hmm. Like when Judson was really cooking, they just kind of had like a they they had all the star power in San yeah. Antonio. Um, here you have enough, and so sometimes it can be hard to find games with multiple stars. This is a game with multiple stars mm-hmm, in it. That if you're just if you're just a guy who wants to go in there and see the very best players in the city, like you get an opportunity. By the way, the whole the whole day, like that whole Saturday at the yeah. Carl Padilla Memorial Classic, <laughs> um, is going to be great. It's I'm, an unofficial name. I'm I'm envious, but it's it's I believe it's going to be streamed right on KSAT. Yeah, on KSAT's website. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna be locked in. I'm yeah. gonna tell my wife, leave me alone. I'm gonna be watching just, San Antonio football. Three, I can't wait for the butt, butt groove guide. It's going to be part of the butt group, I'm sure, on the show. We'll talk about that later. Uh, All right. My fourth pick. I want to go west. By the way, I don't think I gave – I like Brennan. I like Brennan in that game. I do, too. Yeah, sorry. I I do, too. But I could also see this – I could also see this being – It's a one-score game, though. I I can also see this being a steal coming out party. Like, if they – if the talent is what people are saying, they're at steal. This could absolutely be a steel coming out party, which would be really fun. All right. I am going to go. Let me make sure I know where this game is. That's right. Uh, Matt Stepp, let's go west to beautiful Jones County. 7 o'clock. I should probably get this right. I'm trying trying to send people to a game. Um, You're listening to live coverage of me checking out when the Hawley game is. 7 o'clock Friday night at in Hawley. 7.30 p.m. Friday night in Hawley. Is that right? Yeah. Got it. Okay. Things are going great. What's up, big country? As the number five team in 3A Division One, the Jim Ned Indians visit the state runner-up in 2A Division One from a year ago. The number five ranked Holly Bearcats in 2A Division One, in what could be a very, very physical matchup. Two teams that are going to get after one another. This is a Jim Ned team that loses the star power. Okay, Xavier Wishart's gone. Their quarterback Tate Yardley's gone. A lot of those receivers are gone. Right, but what is left behind? is kind of a lot of guys who embody the Jim Ned deal of, like, we're just a bunch of worker bees. Yeah, a lot of the worker bees are back. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be good up front. They're going to be good in the front seven. They just – they have to – they have to find an identity because Xavier Wishart was so much a part of their identity. Yeah. him and Tate Yardley. Yeah, they were so much yeah. a part of the identity last, the past few years that they've got to find that thing. Now, I think the defense is going to be just fine, uh, but this is a team that, that – has a lot of three-year starters coming back, just not at the skill position spots, right? Mm-hmm. The names to know the skill position spots are going to be like uh, Sergio Hernandez, who like got hurt last year and should come back and be there, there and is going to handle a big load in the backfield, right? But front seven, a lot of the worker bees are going to be good. So here's Hawley. Hawley coming up their first state championship appearance last year. And they one thing to remember when they played Shiner in that title game, they were pretty young. They had a lot. They were rolling out Holly's a lot. has got a ton back. A lot of juniors and sophomores that are now back. Deontay Ramon is back, who was yeah. that's who was such a star for them, especially down the stretch. Quarterback Rody Hooper, right? Rody Hooper's back. The big running back who got hurt in that 
in the in the Coleman game yes. is back. And it, Austin Compton. Yes. So I talked to a coach from Graham. Holly Holly scrimmaged Graham last week. It's a four A. His text was Holly's going to be a problem. Yep. Holly, and, uh, all indications they Holly more than held their own in that scrimmage against Graham. Now they don't have a lot of depth. Yes, they're thin. Jim Ned's got the depth. Ho- remember we saw them. In se- only, they brought twelve kids to seven on seven. Like they didn't have a ton of kids. Right now, what they have is is elite. But I'm, I wonder if the depth is going to, especially early. I mean, it's going to be hot and humid on Friday. It's thankfully not 125 degrees, but mm-hmm. it's still going to be warm. Mm-hmm. Be interested to see how they hold up. Again. I mean, Jim Ned's a much deeper team. I mean, there's there's a thing. Like if you're, this is the real question, the, the real interesting matchup here because Jim Ned's got a lot of questions. At the skill position spots, mm-hmm. Holly basically doesn't have any questions. Like we know what they are, yeah. which is really good. The only question is depth. It's depth. Yeah. It's depth. Uh, this is a coin flippy type game for me. I'm gonna go with Jim Ned simply because they're the bigger team. But it would not surprise me if this is a real statement win for Holly if they go and knock off a top five team, a full classification mm-hmm. ahead of two them. divisions ahead of them. Yeah, two divisions ahead of them. I think it can happen. It wouldn't shock me in the least. I, I'm going to be keeping a very close eye on this game. I think this I, game's going to be fascinating. I agree with you 100 on all accounts. In fact, I took Holly. I'm taking Ooh, Holly in this game. I love it. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be. I think it's a coin flip type game, and it would not surprise me if if Holly wins it. I think if this game was like in week four, week five, I might take Jim Nick. I think Holly might get a little beat up playing four or five tough non districts because Holly's schedule is brutal. Mm-hmm. But week one, they're going to be fresh. I like Holly. And finally, Matthew, what is your fifth and final pick? It's how loaded this slate is this week. It's a really This is my fifth game, and in most weeks it might be a number one game. Friday night, 7.30, in Tyler. Yep. As the Gilmer Buckeyes head south to take on the Chapel Hill Bulldogs in a huge 4A matchup in Beast, Texas. I was not going to take this in my fifth pick because I've got a game for my fifth pick, but... This had to be picked somewhere. Like this it's, is going to be a big the, East Texas week. This is going to be like a, a huge oversight if we didn't have this game. In. I mean, really, we might. We, I mean, there, there's a greater than zero chance. I just tell you to drop me off at a hotel in Tyler on Friday, on Thursday night, and I just go to Chapel Hill and Gilmer it's, on Friday. It's not a bad move, man. I mean, sorry, Coach Escobar, I'm coming to Comanche. Yeah. You, Coach Escobar's got homemade tortillas and salsa and enchiladas for me, so I'm I'm, I'm going go. to Comanche. Go. But if I wasn't going to Comanche, I might just stay in Tyler for this one. I'm yeah. I'm fired up about this game because. I, th- I think Gilmer, we got him ranked highly, obviously. They got a big question mark there at quarterback. It's the giant yeah. flashing red light. Other than that, I don't think Gilmer has a ton of questions. They got a lot back. Ashton Haynes, their, their two-way playmaker, is back. Rohan Fluellen is back. Gilmer's going to be dynamic, but do they have the guy to run the offense? That's Brandon Tennyson's loss. Brandon Tennyson was a huge part of that program, and his, his graduation means now. Gilmer tends to be able to develop quarterbacks. What? I know, shocking, right? But it's still that that's it's the question mark. They're they're going against a Chapel Hill squad that man, they're loaded. Yeah. I mean, they got hot late last year and ran all the way to the and they were they were a minute away from playing for a state championship last year and they got just about everyone back. I mean, the two sophomores, Demetrius Brisbane, Ricky Stewart, the quarterback and running back. You got Deuce McGregor, San Diego State commit wide receiver Tyson Berry there out, out wide. They got they're, they're solid in the trenches with Huddleston, the TCU commit coming back. Chapel Hill is lo- Jeff Reardon's squad is loaded. There. They're my pick to win the state championship yep. before a Division One. Now 
they got it's a tough road to get to get through, and they're, it's it starts now with this Gilmer game. Gilmer's going to come to town, and and they don't give two f's about Chapel Hill and what they it, Gilmer. No, you know, they're, they're, used to, they're used to bowing up to Carthage. Yeah, like, they I mean, ain't it's, of yeah, it's not a big deal for Gilmer. So no. the atmosphere at Chapel Hill is going to be outstanding on Friday. This is a fan. I'll, I'll be keeping a close eye on this one. I think early in the season, Chapel Hill. I think Chapel Hill is just going to be too dynamic. I mean, their Chapel Hill's offense is just going to be scary good. I, I just don't know if Gilmer can get enough stops to hang in there with this one. I think Gilmer keeps it close for a little while, but I think Chapel Hill wins. I could see like a 49-28, 49-35 kind of game where Chapel Hill maybe maybe pull you know runs out to a big lead and Gilmer makes you know makes it more interesting late, but. I, I just that offense at Chapel Hill's got so that they're they're yeah. they got an abundance of playmakers. One thing I I'm really interested in is um, the Gilmer offensive line. They lose three offensive linemen from last year's team, so we're going to be paying a lot of attention to how the quarterback looks. But I want to see how the offensive line looks too, because that's to me going to be like they'll find a quarterback. I'm not worried. Yeah. They're going to find a guy, but like I'm very interested to see how that offensive line has come along. Um, up against a defense in Chapel Hill that, plain and simple, needs to take a step forward. They have to take a step forward if they want to win a state championship. It cost them last year. They've got to take a step forward. Going out there and shutting down a, a dynamic offense, which will still be a dynamic offense, would go a long way towards uh, towards uh, us really buying in on Chapel Hill as a state championship contender. So that's your fifth and final pick. My fifth and final pick, Matthew, I... By the way, uh, you can watch Gilmer Chapel Hill on Texan Live. You're damn right you can. TexanLive.com. Matt Stepp, we're going to Kent County for my fifth and final pick. Up in, I guess we're going to call this. It's a Permian Basin, isn't uh, it? South Plain. It's kind of in that weird spot between the South Plains of Big Country and the Permian Basin. Kind of in that middle of nowhere because we're talking some six-man football. That's right. It's the showcase matchup of the 19th annual Jayton Gridiron Classic as the number three team in 1A Division One, the Jayton Jaybirds, take on the number three team in 1A Division Two in the May Tigers. That's right. A top three matchup in week one. Gotta love it. Jayton brings the heat. And by the way, that's the whole Jayton Jaybird class. Uh, Jayton used to be the Jaybird class, and that's a Gridiron Classic. They've got uh, eight ga- or seven games. Um, all of them really good. Borden County, Ira, uh, Borden County and Lubbock Kingdom Prep, Ira and Motley County, Garden City and Valley, Jayton May we'll talk about, and then Saturday is Klondike Kroll, Knox City Strawn, and Westbrook and Happy. Uh, those are seven six-man bangers. So if you want to get out to Jayton, uh, do yourself a favor. Okay. So this is a Jayton team. Uh, Coach Josh Staneland is, um, is, is really high on, and for, uh, and, and for good reason. As a team that brings back all but three starters from last year's team, they bring back, in my opinion, one of the best defenders in the state in Caden Valerio. They've got a they've got a, a dynamic playmaker in Jaden Rivera, another one in Caleb Beck. This is a team that that looks like they're going to be pretty loaded, and 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 especially they bring back everyone on the line of scrimmage, which is so big. They've got size, and they're going to be a for a six man team. They're going to be pretty big up front. They have some inexperience in the backfield. That's the question for them. May, of course, is the state runner-up from a year ago. They do lose Hulkamania in Caden Hulk, uh, but they have plenty coming back, especially I'm, I'm bullish on their defense to really kind of load up again. Damien Salinas at the defensive side, Luke McKenzie stepping in at the quarterback spot. Um, they've got a few more pieces to, to, to fill in, but this is going to be a really interesting litmus test for where these teams stand right now. 
This is a May team that is uh, right now a little bit of a projection pick because they're pretty inexperienced. Jayton is not. Jayton is not a projection pick uh, there. Uh, they bring back nine starters. I think that they're going to be, especially being at home, I think I like them in a close one. But this is going to be a really fun matchup. Computer's got them as a pick em. This mm -hmm. is a coin flip type game. Um, I like Jayton at home to get the win. This is a really great matchup there at one of the great six-man traditions there, the Jayton Gridiron Classic. So go out there and check it out. That is your week one draft. Step took Timpson and Beckville, South Oak Cliff, Duncanville, North Shore, the Woodlands, San Antonio, Brennan, Cibolo Steel, Steele, and Gilmer and Tyler Chapel Hill. I took College Station and Lucas Lovejoy, China Spring Lorena, Manville, Alvin, Shadow Creek, Hawley and Jim Ned, and Jayton and May. That is a loaded slate. That's Holy really, yeah. cow. Uh, apologies to, according to the computer, the top-ranked games we didn't pick. Uh, Alito and Parish Episcopal. I'm interested in the result of that game because mm -hmm. I've got some questions about Alito. Mm -hmm. And right now the computer's got uh, Alito as a favorite, but a slight one. Apologies to... Lake um, Travis and Martin. Lake Travis and Martin. Brock <laughs> and Pleasant Grove. Dude. Melissa and Argyle. Carthage Kilgore. Cuero El Campo. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's a there is I know we'll say this every week. There's no excuse for you to Coleman sit. and Mason is a great game. There is one excuse for you to sit at home on Friday night, and that is to either watch Valley Sports Southwest or Texan Live. That's your one excuse. Yeah, yeah. Everything else you should get out to a game. Dude, I think Bell's Munster is gonna be awesome. Yeah. Bell's Munster, Glenrose Grandview, uh yeah. my gosh, Geyer Heath. Geyer Heath is tasty. Yeah. It is a Fabulous week one slate. We'll have you cover on Texas. Plenty to talk about next week. A lot, lot to talk about. But we have to round out the week one preview edition of Tep and Step with probably our greatest, our greatest tradition, and that is oh, yeah. the hipster game of the week. Matt Step, what is your week one hipster game of the week? I know you've had this in the chamber for a while. Yeah, yeah. I had, I've, I've had it in the chamber for since about 8 o'clock this morning. Uh the Battle of Highway 31 in Henderson County, my old stomping grounds in college, as the Athens Hornets host the Brownsboro Bears. It's an old rivalry down there in, in, on, on Highway 31. And before last week, I probably wouldn't have had this game on, on my radar. Brownsboro, uh, second-year coach Lance Cano did a, Connett did a great job. Got him in the playoffs last year. They expect to be even better this year with eight starters back on both sides of the ball. I think they got a chance in 4A Division II to be really good. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, Athens, If I, I don't put a ton of stock into scrimmages typically, but Athens, first off, Athens was five. They, weren't, they were 5-5 five and five last year. They were not a terrible team. They're just in the wrong district. Mm -hmm. They bring back seven starters on both sides of the ball, and through two scrimmages against 5A opponents, everyone in East Texas has been telling me, Man, Athens is much improved. They are a lot better team. So you got two teams, I think, on the rise. Rivalry game. Two kind of sleepery type teams that, that are under the radar in East Texas. A lot of the focus will be on the other games. I think this is a really interesting matchup. Should be a big crowd there at Bruce Field. I'm interested to see how this one turns out. I'm really fascinated to see if Athens is the real deal and could be a player in that 9-4A Division One race. For Brownsboro... I think they're going to be fine. Their district, their their, their district in, in Division Two is not as strong, but if I want to consider Brownsville a district title, not a district title contender because they're they're a district of Carthage, but uh, maybe a challenger to you know, maybe challenge Van for that second spot. This would be a good a good opening win for them. Good pick, Matt Step. My hipster game of the week. We are going 
7 o'clock, Friday night at Tully Stadium, where I'm going out on a limb. History will be made as the, as, let's see, make sure I get this right. The, as the Baytown Sterling Rangers visit the Houston Northbrook Raiders. This is hipster. This is, this is what Tap and Step is all about right here. Because Matt Step, could you tell me, I don't know if you know this, do you know the last time that uh, we were talking about a, uh, a victory for the mighty Raiders of Houston North? It was when they played Sam Rayburn, Pasadena Rayburn. Was it last year or two years ago? 2017. That, that was that long ago? Northbrook has not – Northbrook. No, I mean, no oh, okay, I'm sorry. We talked about Northbrook yes. when they played Rayburn. Was it last year? I think the 3 nothing overtime game. <laughs> the greatest game in the history of Texas high school football right Northbrook there. is riding the state's longest losing streak now. Remember, we lost a ton of them last year, yeah. right? Like, Boys Ranch won a game. Like, all these teams went out there and, and got their wins. And we're happy for them. Yes. But – Houston Northbrook has not been able to, to get off the Shania. They have not won a game since 2017. They're running a 41-game losing streak, and I am here to tell you that they're going to be 1-0 after this week. Baytown Sterling is a 5A team. They are This is a beatable, this is a winnable game uh, for them. Uh, I think a third year for Coach Andres Gomez is going to be good for the Raiders. They bring back a couple of big-time playmakers. Uh, Markwell Hanna at the wide receiver spot is an explosive guy. They've got a couple linebackers that I think are going to be good in Angel Reyes and Dade, uh, and, and, and Dade Delva. This is a Northbrook team that they need, they're, they're taking on a, a Sterling team that's going to be pretty good offensively. they got their own playmakers, mm-hmm. but the defense needs some retooling. Northbrook's going to do it. It's happening this week. The Houston Northbrook Raiders are getting off the uh, getting off Calling the shine. shot. They're going to snap the state's longest losing streak at 41 games. The Houston Northbrook Raiders will beat the uh, the uh, Baytown Sterling Rangers. There you have it, my hipster game. That is a hipster game. That is, that is Tully on, a, on the first Friday night of the yeah. year. Is it a Tully? It's at Tully. Underrated stadium, by the way. It'll be jumping when the Raiders bring home the win. You had it. You heard it here first. All right. Step, where are you going this week? All right, so Thursday, uh, the whole crew, uh, well, not the whole crew, but me, you, Pickle, Ish, and Powers mm-hmm. are headed out to, we, we need to figure, we need to get, you need to get the itinerary together, figure out what time we're going to roll out. Uh, right after WTF. Three o'clock? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're heading to Beckville for Timson and Beckville, my number one pick. I know you're, I know you're fired up. Oh, I'm so fired up, dude. Yeah. Not every day gets to go to Beckville. So, yeah, I know. I'm excited to just uh, visit Beckville, and like, I want to get a picture. Uh, Friday night, I'll be in Comanche for... State seven on seven division three runner up Brady visiting Comanche. <laughs> what a what a pull. <laughs> I mean Brady was Yeah. I mean, look, they, Brady, Brady was a solid team last year. Brady me, and Comanche, but you it's a it's, it's it's apparently it's a little bit of a rivalry. I mean Brady Brady was eight and eight and four last mm-hmm. year. So they're, they're not a now Comanche Comanche was three and seven, but they could have easily been they, they had like four one yeah. score losses last year. Right. Second year head coach Joaquin Escobar. I promised Coach Escobar I'd come to a game. Coach, I'm coming to see you week one. That's how I much I love it. you. It's not about the. You're spending the first Friday night of the year there in Comanche. It has nothing to do with his grandmother making homemade tortillas, enchiladas, and salsa for me. Nothing to do with that at all. <clears throat> all about the football. Sure. And then uh, Saturday, I'll be in San Antonio with Pickle and Ish. Uh, I'm getting a snoot full of pickle this weekend. You oh, are. God. God. Gross. Uh, 
First game at San Antonio is Smithson Valley and San Antonio Reagan. Banger. Uh, second game is Judson and Johnson, the Mark Soto Bowl. Banger. And then the, the, the nightcap, is, Brennan yeah. and Steele, which we've talked about. The and then, uh, banger. The final nightcap is Taco Palenque. Oh. <laughs> Post-game post in the hotel, Taco P. It's going to be a good weekend. Yes. Um, Thursday, I'm going to Beckville with you guys. Friday night, I'll be in the Valley Sports Southwest Studios watching Shadow Creek and Manville uh, live. We'll be doing pregame starts at 6 with myself and Aaron Hardigan. Yep. And uh, the in-studio Ashley Pickle. Yep. And then Saturday, you'll be watching a bunch of games Saturday on Texan Live. Watching, uh, yeah, maybe on KSAT, too. Just uh, a note, uh, Tepper and I are not app developers. <laughs> Don't message us about the app. We can't help you at all. We think it's going to work. We think. Ten, fingers we know, crossed. We know it's going to work. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but uh, but honestly, we, 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 we honestly can't help you. We are not smart enough to help you. We, are, we have been, we are we have been assured by the powers that be that it's going to work. People smarter than us. People smarter than us. We have been assured. We have been assured. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you. Happy football season, nerds. Talk to you next week on Tepper.